Big weekend crown jewel wins for Jonathan Davenport, Anthony Macri, and Jacob Allen. Plus, Ricky Weiss says, you gotta jack it up slower. Let's go. It's Monday, September 12th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. It was a crown jewel kind of weekend around dirt racing, and we'll kick this Monday show off with the World 100 at Eldora. Two guys have basically dominated the big shows at the house that Earl built over the last few seasons, and Saturday night's main event was no different. Both Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Overton led laps in the 52nd running of the World 100, but on a restart following a lap 54 caution for Garrett Smith, Davenport slid up in front of the 76 and never gave up from the lead, uh, the lead from there. It was hard to tell if there was contact maybe between the two as JD tried to clear Big Sexy, but JD made sure to address the move in his post-race interview on the stage, saying he thought he left enough room. Either way, though, the 49 was definitely the fastest car yet again, and Overton had nothing for him in the closing stages. Behind Davenport at the end, Overton finished second, Chris Madden third, Tim McCready fourth, and Ricky Thornton Jr. was fifth. The $55,000 win was Davenport's fifth overall victory in the World 100, which leaves him just one shy of Billy Moyer's record six Globe trophies. A couple of other stats for you following Saturday's main event. Tim McCready now has 12 straight top 10 finishes uh, between Eldora prelims and main events. He trails only Overton and Davenport in average feature finish as well. Also, there was a, a Nick Hoffman tweet over the weekend about heat race winners always starting up front. After Saturday night, here is what the numbers tell us about heat races in these big shows. Over the last 23 programs, which I have in the DirtTracker.com analytics database, there have been 106 heat races. 69 of them have been won from the front row. That's 65%. 103 of 106 have been won from the first two rows. So first, second, third, and fourth. That's 97%. We've also had three wins from six. Two of those actually happened on Saturday night. Jimmy Owens went six to the win in Heat 5, and Davenport did the same in Heat 6. Brian Shirley made that same charge in a dream prelim show back in June this year as well. So as you probably could have already guessed, it's pretty damn important to start up front in your heat race at Eldora. Another topic from the World 100 weekend was Ricky Weiss getting the DQ from the feature win on Friday night. He started third, led the final 10 laps, and scored the victory. He cleared the scales, went to the stage, did the celebrations, the interviews, all that stuff. But then afterwards, his car failed tech after being outside the tolerance for the droop check. Uh, the DQ then gave the win to Bobby Pierce, who had finished second at the checkered flag. Weiss told Kevin Kovac that he felt like they got robbed and his team decided not to race at all on Saturday. They were pretty far down the points list and scheduled to start 14th in Heat 4. Uh, so uh, that's a pretty sizable hole to dig out of uh, kind of in a short heat race and a B main. So not a big surprise that they decided to kind of bow out. But some were critical of Weiss deciding to call it quits for the weekend. Kenny Canada, who is the Outlaws tech director, was in charge of that tech inspection. And he said they measured Weiss's car four times. They also moved the car around a bit, rolled it back and forth to try and help. But each time it was over an inch outside of the tolerance. And your opinion about the situation is probably going to be different depending on where your loyalties lie, but Weiss took to social media to complain even further. His argument was that the officials basically jacked the car up too quickly during the check, and that if they would have jacked it up slower, it would have been legal. I'm not sure I've heard this defense before, and it seems like a pretty thin excuse to me. If your car is only legal when you softly massage the jack handle, maybe you need to do a better job next time making sure the car is actually legal. 
And I don't remember seeing anywhere in the rule that officials agreed to only jack the car up at a certain speed. On the flip side, though, I don't like that they waited until after the victory lane stage to do the check. Roll the car across the scales, then droop check before all the winner stuff. And they actually did that on Saturday night with Davenport. Allow the fans to actually celebrate the winner and don't give them a check with someone else's name crossed out. Uh, Looking ahead, the Outlaws are off for another week uh, while Lucas is headed to Knoxville for the late model nationals. Another $50,000 is up for grabs later this week with Lucas. The other big petty effort grabs this weekend was the $60,000 Tuscarora 50 for the All-Stars at Port Royal. After winning earlier in the week on Thursday, Anthony Macri hard-charged through the field on Saturday night to score his first-ever Tusky 50 win. Macri tangled with Brian Brown during his heat race on Saturday and had to fall back on his guaranteed feature starting position. He rolled off 19th, but by the fuel stop, he was already up to 7th. Danny Dietrich led through halfway, but then Logan Wagner took over out front. Macri was still on the move, though, and he was to second by lap 12 and to the lead with 10 to go. Don't tell me there's no passing in sprint car racing. He led the rest of the way to score the big victory. I have nearly four years worth of all-star races in the DirtTracker.com analytics database, and Macri's 19th to the win charge is the biggest for any all-star winner over that span. Brent Marks and Dietrich rounded out the night's podium. It was a crazy-ass weekend, though, with crashes and all sorts of wild stuff happening. Mike Wagner went for a big ride, uh, big ride on Friday night, took, part, uh, took out part of the Turn 1 wall. On Saturday, Trent Schaefer went over the front stretch infield wall and ended up lightly hitting the victory lane stage. And uh, at the fuel stop, Logan Wagner's team had to remove a shock from his top wing cap that looked like it was stabbed in from someone else's car. And then there was also a massive crash for Dylan Sisney and a fire. Sisney tangled with Freddie Rammer and Zeb Wise, and his car caught fire in the process. The safety crew was there pretty quickly, but it was actually Danny Dietrich and Logan Wagner who got out of their cars and ran into the situation to help put Sisney out from the flames. It was a pretty wild scene, but Sisney was okay. He posted to social media that he's banged up and sore, but he doesn't have any burns. A couple of other notes from the weekend. We probably won't see Parker Price Miller back behind the wheel this season. He told Tyler Burnett and Flo Racing that he needs more time to heal and that maybe World Finals could be in play, but most likely not. In the meantime, Corey Eliasson was back in the McGee 11 over the weekend. And Macri went to victory lane this weekend with a different crew chief on the wrench. As we know, Bernie Stubgen had been helping, but at Port Royal, it was Ryan Hand leading the way. The series is sticking around Pennsylvania this week with a Friday stop at Williams Grove and then the Dirt Classic at Lincoln happening on Saturday. Out in California at the Gold Cup, Jacob Allen continued his incredible 2022 season with the biggest score yet of his career. He led laps and ended up finishing second on Friday night to Carson Macedo. But a Saturday night dash win put him on the pole for the 25,000 win Gold Cup finale. Once green, he was almost untouchable out front. Late in the race, though, his teammate Logan Schuhart ran him down, and the race was on at the white flag. Out of turn four coming to the checkers, the leaders had lap cars in front, and Allen actually hit the front stretch wall. But somehow, incredibly, he was able to maintain just enough speed to beat Schuhart to the line by five hundredths of a second. In his victory lane interview, he told Chase Rodman that he had to wait for race director Mike Hess to announce the winner over the driver radio because he didn't know if he'd won or not. It was an incredible scene with Jacob scoring his win, uh, his biggest win, and his teammate Shuhart joining him for the celebrations. It was Allen's fifth win of the year and fourth full outlaw show win. Uh, the other win was his uh, Knoxville prelim night. The Shark uh, racing driver just continues to show that he's an absolutely different guy this year, and now he's uh, capable of basically winning any night out. 
Only Carson Macedo, Brad Sweet, Sheldon Hunchild, and David Gravel have led more laps this season than has Jacob Allen. At the end of Saturday's feature, Macedo, Sheldon, and Sweet completed the top five. Leaving the weekend, there were no changes in the outlaw standings. Like we said, Thursday and Friday were split fields, so no points were available, and Saturday was show-up points only. The series does have one more week in California with the Tom Tarleton Classic at Hanford coming up Friday. They were supposed to also race on Saturday at Placerville, but that event has been canceled. The facility is being used for local firefighting operations, so no racing Saturday night with the Outlaws. In non-week action over the weekend, we had both the USAC Midgets and Extreme Outlaw Sprint Cars racing. USAC Midgets took on Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex for two nights. Friday, Brenham Crouch led the first 11 laps from the pole, but then it was all Cannon McIntosh from there. He topped Crouch and Zach Dom at the end of a feature that went caution-free. It actually is possible for a midget race to not have cautions. On Saturday night, we had four different leaders in Cade Lewis, Zach Dom, Dazen Persley, and Buddy Kofoid. We ended up with that classic high-low battle late in the race with Buddy up top and Dom down low. Buddy did prevail, though, late and grabbed his ninth win of the season and third in four races. Persley and Dom completed the night's podium. The championship lead for Buddy is now 132 over Justin Grant. And the extreme, uh, extreme Sprint Cars had weekend stops at Jacksonville and Spoon River, and it turned into a Jake Swanson weekend sweep. He got by Alex Bright late in the race on Friday night to score the victory, and Saturday at Spoon River, he took control on lap four from Robert Ballou, and nobody could catch him from there. Swanson has actually uh, now won three straight races with the series. We've had six drivers run every race so far in 2022, and Shane Cockrum is the points leader right now over Alex Bright. Swanson, Matt Westfall, Mario Clauser, and Wesley Smith are the rest of that top six. There were previously only two race nights left in the season for the Extreme Outlaw Series, but they did add two nights at Devil's Bowl to the calendar, so the season will now end on October 29th there in Texas. Other weekend late model winners included Don Shaw bagging $9,200 in with soda action at River Cities. Jason Covert was a super late model winner at Port Royal. Alex Free bagged five grand at Raceway 7 in Ohio, and Logan Robertson won the rush show at Canandaigua. Don't forget, also this week, the Flow Racing Night in America series is back after that summer break. They take on Fairbury tomorrow night for 22,000 to win. We'll kind of get you reset for that one on tomorrow's show. Other weekend open wheel winners included Trey Marcham and Kyle Jones in Power Eye West Midget action. Seth Bergman was an ASCS winner at Caney Valley. And British driver Ryan Harrison won the USCS Sprint Car Show at Traveler's Rest. There are two items on the streaming schedule today. Dervision and YouTube have the iRacing World of Outlaws Lay Models at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can actually watch both of those for free. There's also Flow Racing at 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. Please remember to like, subscribe, and comment on these videos. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 